0: Vers le rendez-vous.
1: Hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. This is Wait You Haven't Seen, and it's a show where we talk about movies, and specifically, we talk about a movie that at least one of us has never seen before. I'm your host, Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis. This is episode 121, and our movie this week was The Triplets of Belleville, and joining me to talk about it, she's seen it before, it was her idea to watch this one, I had not, Amy Frost. Amy, how you doing?
0: I'm good. I I realized after I'd picked the movie, because you're like, pick a movie. And then I was like, "Oh, Triplets of Belleville." Uh and then I I realized too late that I've brought you a second French film. <laughs> and well,
1: I it's on I brand. I mean my
0: manager my my hypothetical manager would say that it is very on brand, but um yeah. Sorry. Again.
1: And and ironically, <laughs> yeah. the other movie that we've talked about what had uh, a character with a very French uh name, Benoit Blanc. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um on, on brand very much well it, it also was not my intention to do another animated film back to back with Redline last week um well
0: I, after I, not having I specific- done a yeah right. i specifically tried to not pick an anime because i do have a <laughs> couple of those because list of things that i've seen that other people have not is like short and also extremely weird
1: That's fair. That's pretty much a
0: guarantee. I've seen it and other people have not. It is probably strange.
1: Well, so you brought me Amelie um, and I adored that. That movie was just way too much fun. um, And I liked it more than I thought I would. And I had a feeling that I would, I would appreciate it, but I didn't realize how much I would really enjoy it.
0: Yeah.
1: This was, um, it's a French film. It is a French animated film from 2003 that I had heard of, and I actually own. I have it uh, on my Plex server, and I'd never watched it. I'm not entirely sure when or how I purchased it. Like <laughs> at, at what point I got it or where it came from exactly. But I had it, and yeah. I knew of it. I knew nothing about it. So I did uh, i did my due diligence, and I went and I looked at um, IMDB to just kind of look... Okay, first of all, this movie was nominated for uh, the Academy Award for Best um, Animated Feature and uh, Best Song, actually. Um, yep. The Belleville Rendezvous that uh, we played just a minute ago. Uh, didn't win either. Um, it was up against Finding Nemo that year, yeah. so I, yeah. I kind of get it. Finding Nemo's really good. Um,
0: it is a good one.
1: And, and as much, I would say, as a film, goes um, as a movie going experience I probably liked Finding Nemo better so sure you know I'm not going to really complain too much about that but um, I looked at the uh, the IMDB like blurb on what this movie is about and this is what it says yeah. um, I don't know if you've read this before or not
0: but <laughs> I don't think I have
1: <laughs> when her grandson is kidnapped during the Tour de France Madame Souza and her beloved pooch Bruno team up with the Belleville sisters an aged song and dance team from the days of Fred Astaire to rescue him.
0: I mean, it's not inaccurate.
1: It's it, it, right. It's not inaccurate, <laughs> not, but it's not entirely accurate
0: I mean, either. There's a lot missing there.
1: <laughs> there are there are grand swaths of this film that are not encompassed in that. Blurb. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, not even a little.
1: So, I I adore animated films. I am a huge uh-huh. fan of animation. I talked at length last week about Redline and how much fun that yep. movie was. Um, This is a very different uh, feeling animated film. Mm -hmm. I had a good time with it. And the more I think about it since I watched it, the more I want to watch it again Yeah, and take in even more of what was going on. During the watching of this, I was reminded of when I was a kid, we used to go to the library and and grab just random DVDs or random uh, VHS tapes before that. Um, For a while, my dad would they had a Laserdisc player and you could rent the Laserdisc player and then borrow Laserdiscs. Nice. So we were doing that for forever. And we used to get these like random, weird Canadian film festival animation specials. Yep. <laughs> and they would always just be like a VHS tape full of animation shorts. And they might be mm-hmm. stop motion. They might be hand drawn. Um, this gave me that same feeling that those used to give me because they were always something like real esoteric or really out there, or it might be an entire animated thing, uh, a short that had no dialogue whatsoever Um, or, or or very minimal dialogue. This movie has hardly any dialogue and what there is there. Most of, most of the spoken word in this is like a a tour tour de France race announcer. That's probably a a solid 50% of the dialogue in this movie is that. Yeah. And, and none of
0: it really matters.
1: No, none of it does. Um, but that was the type of feeling I was getting while I was watching this. And honestly, that was a, a fun, nostalgic feeling for me. And mm-hmm. it, it felt good. Because the movie is weird. It is very yeah. odd. And I can... It
0: does. And it takes a turn to super weird...
1: Well, it's already strange, and then it gets even weirder. And it's one of those where, like, you're either gonna—it's sort of like redline in in what I was talking about last week because you're gonna enjoy it or you're gonna be like, I don't know what the hell I'm watching, and I can't get into it. Like, there isn't gonna be a middle ground of, eh, that was okay. You're like, you're gonna get it or it's gonna be the hell was that? So
0: (laughs) yeah. um, I mean, at least this has this has that very sort of. I mean. Like the blurb says, right? Like, it is the story of Madame Sousa chasing after her grandson. Like...
1: Yeah. Yeah, that does happen.
0: Like, so there's at least that through line. So if nothing else, you're like, okay, well, I get this part. I understand. We've gone off the rails. <laughs> Bruno. Bruno, how are you? I don't... Bruno.
1: I don't understand I Bruno, but Bruno, Bruno like is Bruno. my favorite. Bruno... I knew
0: you would... I knew that even if you hated everything else about (laughs) this movie that you would like Bruno. Bruno is good. I could at least count on that.
1: So the movie, it opens with uh, a musical number. Yeah. And it is very much in the style of like an old Max Fleischer or an old uh, like Betty Boop. um, Yep. Black and white. And and I mean, or
0: like if you're, you know... If you're unfamiliar with all of that, it's like all the stuff that Cuphead was also based on. There you go. Oh, yeah.
1: That's, see, that's why I have you here, because you can remember that. I wouldn't have (laughs) thought of that. But Cuphead is very much that same animation style. And you got like the the rubber hose arms on people, and they move in ways that, you know, don't make any sense. Or There was a guitar player in the band that was a Django Reinhardt, complete with like only playing with two fingers. And uh the weird Fred Astaire looking guy comes out to dance, and then his shoes come off and shoes eat him come
0: to life. Yeah. And, and eat him, but he seems okay about it.
1: He's fine with it. Mostly. He's mostly <laughs> he's pretty excited that everything's going on. it's it's bizarre, but it's this just fun, weird musical number. and then it like backs out from a TV screen. And it's a couple of people watching it,
0: yeah, and it's but a, there's it, also like surprise topless Josephine Baker, yep, yeah, which like if you're not suspecting that you're like, oh, like, okay
1: sure why not I mean <laughs> uh you know okay. accurate so yeah um but then then the movie goes into like this interesting kind of opening with uh an older lady and her grandson and it took me a while and I had to kind of step back from it after the movie to sort of figure out what this beginning was about because there's no di- there there's no dialogue no um I think the only thing you hear is like as it, as it's fading out from the TV screen, something about is that it is it over? Um, right. What do you What do you have to say to Grandma? But like the kid doesn't say a word. He looks very sad. She's trying to cheer him up. She pulls out the piano. They watch some piano player, and then she she dusts off the piano and tries to play. And it's her piano playing is just slamming her hands on the keys in <laughs> random order. Yeah. And he's not interested at all. And like kind of runs upstairs you don't get the sense at first, but eventually you kind of figure out something's happened with his parents. Yeah. So but it's there never... is
0: that, um, he's got the picture on his wall. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mama papa on a bicycle, April, 1937. Um, one, one thing I love about, and this is one of those things that like definitely doesn't matter. And I definitely, I feel like I catch it for the first time every time I watch, cause <laughs> I completely forget. Um, but while this beginning part takes place in France, Madame Souza is Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And she's like super Portuguese. So first of all, she's like two feet tall, which my grandmother, my my vavá was not quite four feet. So that's on point. And then there's all like the, there's all the Portuguese roosters mm-hmm. and stuff around the house. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. I totally forgot. Flash, I'm noticing for the first time for the millionth time. Um, I'm like, it doesn't matter, but. but
1: it's great detail it gives this uh, a lived-in feel and i I really want to dive into that a little bit but i love like she's trying so hard to cheer him up and at first you have no idea why and you and because it's never explicitly said as the audience you have to infer what's going on and then you see the picture and you're like okay so his parents are gone but we don't know what happened
0: we don't yeah we don't know
1: the assumption Um, is that they're dead But but it's never explicitly said that he's just with her. grew up in the
0: '40s, so you know. Um, What I like is she goes through like the laundry list of like typical stuff boys like. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, okay, we're gonna go down the list. All right, first we're gonna get you a puppy. Yep, and the puppy is in a box that is in um, of uh, Portuguese sardines, which was
1: just fun. And the puppy, by Um, the way, as a puppy, looks like an old dog which i loved. Yeah, he's like, just very small. Just a very small old dog. Um but it's yep. a puppy. And uh and i loved the as she's sitting reading the newspaper and he's playing with his train set and watching the train mm-hmm. go around and the puppy's doing the puppy thing but then sits down and as you're watching the tail slowly go onto the train track and like, well, i know what's going to happen here.
0: I'm like,
1: oh no. And of course Except the train did,
0: like yeah well, the train runs right over his tail. Yeah, train and runs right over his tail. A this is a core memory.
1: So what I, so I love that because it runs over his tail. He gets he yips, starts barking at the train, and now, for the rest of the movie, if there is a train, Bruno is barking at it.
0: That is the rest of his life.
1: And and that <laughs> he has is two his things
0: life. that he does. <laughs> he takes care of his boy, and he barks at trains. And, End of story.
1: And I, I I admire the dedication, uh, Bruno. You're, you're I've great, known but dogs it's with such that
0: dedication. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's such a good, quick gag that is paid yeah. off throughout the movie that I love. Yep. Like it's consistent. I dig that. Plus, it makes for a really fun, uh, funny moments where it's like here's Bruno in the house by himself uh, as time passes. We see time pass, and the little Which house. is One of
0: my favorite time passing uh, little. Montage segments, um, yeah. Because you you watch like, because you you usually like if you think about like the beginning of Up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not like the devastating beginning, but like the part after that, okay. Where like the city is building up around his house, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. It's that, but sad, um, because the house just like tips over. It's a yeah. very tall house, and it just like tips over, and now there's a train bridge.
1: <laughs> sure, but you uh, know, you know, as as what happened. Um, but, but yeah, I, I like that because it is that same exact style where it's just like a static shot and it fades and in and out showing the, the progress happening. But you're right. It's very sad because not only that, but the color palette and the, the sepia tone Mm -hmm. kind of wash over everything. And it's meant to be kind of sad and I like, but then it ends and there's Bruno barking at the train as it goes by and then he makes his way downstairs and I've known dogs like Bruno where they start on the stairs and they're yep. they're going to the bottom. They're going to end at the bottom yeah. of the stairs regardless of what they want.
0: Yeah. They do. Um, yeah.
1: but as soon as he hears the train coming again a few minutes later he is bounding back, back up, 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 up those stairs, stairs cuz he
0: cannot cuz you got to be downstairs and wait for the boy. Mm-hmm. Um so he skipped over when when she figures out she finds um oh, like yeah, there's yeah. clippings missing from her newspaper and <gasps> then she finds like his little notebook in which he has pasted all of these clippings about bicycles Mm -hmm. and bicyclists and the Tour de France and, um, you know, his, uh, you know, and it's the one picture of his parents is them on a bike. And so she's like, okay, all right, and gets him a tricycle. And then that's it. Like, this is the first time we see him really smile. Mm -hmm. Like, because he loves Bruno and he's very happy when he gets Bruno, but he's not like...
1: He's still, like, he's, he's still he's still sad he's still forlorn
0: yeah he's like well great i will take care of this puppy thank you very much
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much but yeah he gets that trike and he's happy and it's that shot of bruno chasing his tail running in circles yeah. and or yeah and then uh yeah. and then uh champion i guess is what they credit yeah, him as but just, the the yeah. the kid um riding his trike around and it's that long like it would be a crane shot if it was live action yep pulling back from that. I love that and then you transition into the the time passes yep it's it, it's so well done and and then as we get to you know present quote unquote present day or whatever whatever yep. the time period of this movie is, which I think must have been like the, the 50s. mid50s yeah based on uh, who was sort of the president, I guess that was on TV yep, yep. but you have uh, we mentioned Bruno's at the house and doing all that and then we cut out and here's the the kid and now as a grown adult riding a bike and uh grandma is riding the tricycle that she got him yeah behind him with the whistle um you know keeping pace for him while he's slowly biking with his gigantic tree trunk legs yeah Um, his
0: enormous thighs and his (laughs) weird cleft uh um. yeah Oh, it's just scary. Scary so legs.
1: this, one of the things with this movie, and it did take me a little bit to get into, is the style of the characters. Because at the beginning, like I said, it's very Max Fleischer. It's very old, old cartoon and round faces and all of that. And it's it's inviting. But when we get into present day, it borders on, the word that I would use would be the grotesque. Yeah. But not... But it,
0: it's Especially also... The cyclists, in, though. Yes. I mean... Like in particular.
1: Champion's got, like we said, the huge bulging thighs and these weird cleft calf muscles and tiny little spindly upper body and this huge nose. And it's We're just trash. a weird... Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> it's just a... It's a very odd... And all the cyclists are built that same way. Um, yeah. And it's a very odd... And then even, like, um Madame Souza is... Short, tiny little tiny. person, and wow. uh, later on, there's like a mouse-looking guy, and uh-huh. the the uh, French mafia makes a an appearance and is is in the movie, and the mafioso, um, the the guys, the like enforcers, are a very interesting uh, <laughs> design, mm-hmm. and it's just it is it's this weird like. Grotesque is the only word I can think of because it's, it's off putting at first to look at, but it's also, I can't stop looking. And then as the movie goes along, I'm enjoying the, this weird style more and more. And I'm right. I'm intrigued by it. And I, I'm like, okay, what's the next person going to look like? Or, you know, how are they going to like, what is this going to be? the cyclists are almost like horses in fact to the point where there's horse, there's horse noises they have noises. no dialogue and they just yep. make the sounds of horses the the other two cyclists by the way freaked me out no oh.
0: okay good cuz i was about to say the other two cyclists freaked the hell out of me I...
1: it's that yeah. it, it's the dead eyes they would have and like the the wheezing heaving breaths with their mouths oh. open the whole time It's, it's weird. Like Like champion Mm -hmm. was weird enough looking, but at least he was, yeah, he was just like, like a Sphinx. Like there was just nothing, there was no expression. You couldn't, couldn't gauge what he was thinking at any time. Uh, but those other, those other cyclists scared me. Um, (laughs) but, uh, try backtracking a little bit, like even weird, weird stuff, like the way, uh, Madame Souza would take care of him when they came back from biking Mm -hmm. because he would just flop down on the table and she would come in with like a a vacuum cleaner and a push mower to like massage his muscles afterwards.
0: I mean, because this is like this is one of those things I love about her. Right. Is it's part of that whole we're going to do whatever we got to do to make him happy. And so like she can't, you know, like the big famous riders all have, you know. They have a masseuse and a mm-hmm. hot tub and a, you know what I mean? Like they've got all this uh, like actual, you know, equipment and things like that. And she's just like, all right, well, we're going to figure it out the way that I know how to do it. And, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can.
1: Yeah. And it works. And, uh, but then there's like, there's weird scenes like, uh, him eating dinner, which mm-hmm. I don't know what he was eating. I but don't know it, what
0: he was eating, but there and, were fish bones in it.
1: Yeah. And it did not look appetizing, but he's sitting and he's got a scale. And there's a scale mm-hmm. hooked to an alarm clock. Yep. And Bruno, meanwhile, is just like he wants food. They come home; it's dinner time, and he's that whole scene is great because I'm the whole time Bruno I'm just has like
0: not missed a meal though.
1: No, he has not ever.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, how how he stands on those tiny little legs of his, I don't know, but he's,
0: a lot of the time.
1: He's ready for his next meal, and and even though he's a big fat dog. All I could think throughout the entire scene was just feed the dog, just feed him, <laughs> the poor thing. And he does like, he does the whole flopping his head on the table and just, he looks yep. at champion and he looks at grandma. And he looks back at champion, he looks at grandma. <laughs> and they're not paying any attention to him and he's eating his food. And as soon as that alarm goes off, when he, when he matches the weight properly, the weight. he just dumps the rest of his food for Bruno who goes after it and that's it.
0: Which I like when Bruno, like, goes around because, like, this is the thing, right? Like, he's a dog. He's going to figure it out. So he's, like, over there watching it. Yeah. <laughs> like, are we there yet? Is it yeah. there yet? Is, is, it, is it time?
1: He's, he, oh, I love Bruno. I, I love Bruno I knew so much. I you would love Bruno. And then when he falls asleep and he starts dreaming, it was great because in his yeah. dream, he's riding on a train. And he's getting barked he at like by the random dude. Times. Yeah. Yeah. And he's getting barked at by the random dude that watched him. Because the, the train stuff, when it would go by and he would be barking, I loved the shot of everything moving in slow motion. It's just a slow-mo slow Bruno barking. And, like, some guy just reading his newspaper looks up like, what is that dog's problem? <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> I mean, you
0: got to figure these are probably commuters, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is oh, probably yeah. every day. Every day you see Bruno. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he's great! But that, like, that encompasses the first part of the movie, and then we're in the Tour de France, and he does get kidnapped. Champion gets kidnapped during the race in a really odd, roundabout sort of fashion. Like, so I again, love
0: the way that they, I love the way that they animate a lot of this race stuff, um, because. The like I like all the like all the bicyclists, like we said, they're they're all very similar, um, mm-hmm. but there's all these, um, you know, there's all these spectators and there's all these spectators that are very clearly like jumping in and trying to, you know, be on TV and stuff, yeah. which is I was like last week. A lady caused one of the biggest crashes ever <laughs> at the Tour de France by holding out her sign, trying to get it on TV. Yep. This is like extremely accurate.
1: Yeah, this movie's set in the 50s. It was made in 2003, and things haven't changed in 2021. Nope. Oh. Um, But yeah, he gets so he gets kidnapped, but it's interesting because there are these guys from, and we don't know who they are yet. No. All we see is just this weird, it's like a weird Rectangle. T-shaped, rectangled thing with a head kind of in the middle of it, and they, they have the exact same truck that Madame Souza is driving in.
0: So uh, that's the voiture-ballet. That is the um, broom car, mm-hmm. and what broom cars do is they follow bike races, and when they sweep up all the stragglers that can't keep going.
1: Got it. Right, right, right. So they the the mafia guy comes out in their broom car, and they sweep up a couple of bikers. And um, meanwhile, uh, Grandma gets the flat tire. That that scene is great flat because. <laughs> she keeps she's she's got the whistle the whole time she's got that whistle going in her cadence on her
0: way and to get into ride on the broom car in the first place like how did she manage that how'd she get up there and like later when we see bruno jump down from up there i go how did we get bruno up there in the first place
1: so i like to take notes when i'm watching the movies and with this one there wasn't a lot of notes to take because there wasn't like a Super distinct plot to follow or dialogue yeah, to make fun yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. My first yeah. note was, "quote Holy shit, Grandma is strong because she catches Bruno in midair as he jumps off she the does. top of that truck."
0: But you also got to remember, Grandma's in good shape because Grandma has been riding that tricycle as much as Champion has, and like the only time you see her hook her little umbrella on him is when they're going downhill. True. So that she doesn't like and they mm. definitely got hit by a bus.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> like... Oh, 100%. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I she catches him. I, I that just cracked me up. I'm like, geez, yeah. Okay, I'm not messing no, with you. No, little
0: Portuguese ladies don't you don't mess with little Portuguese <laughs> ladies. They won't mess you up.
1: Clearly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like so they get they get a flat tire and then I guess her way to fix that was to use Bruno as a tire. That was that the was... weirdest
0: that's that is hands down the weirdest part of the movie.
1: And it's me. a weird movie. Like, There's a it's lot. It's a
0: weird movie, but this part you're like
1: But but to say
0: whatever those candies are.
1: Right. And to to say the sentence, that's the weirdest part of this movie. I have to I have to point out how important it is that that sentence carries weight. Because there's a lot yeah. of weird in this movie. And that is probably Bruno one of the weirdest swimming
0: things. swimming across the Atlantic Ocean. I go, nah, that's fine. This part, weird. Yeah.
1: Um, which, by the way, we'll get to. That was a, a gag that I loved. Um, it paid off a lot. So they end up finding out that uh, that champion was was taken. Basically, they, they somehow figure it out. I don't they know exactly. They find his bike. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. They find his bike and they're the broom car, so where's he yeah. if he's not in the broom yeah, car exactly. and that's his bike? So she, you know, uses uh, champion's hat, I think it was. Or something that's that she later. had.
0: That's when they find the second broom. So they're just following the route. Oh,
1: um, right, 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 right. It's only
0: when they get stuck in traffic because poor uh Robert Ravette.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs>
0: So Roberta Brevet is actually based on a real person who I I forgot um, I forget her name I I, I didn't write I took, oh, like I, Amelie which I've seen like easily six hundred times I took four pages of notes this movie I was like now nah, we're just gonna wing it <laughs> um but she actually talked about how she had been um it wasn't specifically like a Tour de France thing but oh, was it, it was Yvette Horner yeah yeah so she'd been playing accordion um. And um, like on a vehicle, and was getting like bugs in her face and her teeth. And then um, uh, poor Robert Rivette, uh gets stuck under a lone bridge, and you <laughs> see like the paramedics going in, and then you just hear the accordion. <laughs> it's like, oh no!
1: I know. Oh, it oh was no. it was one of those moments. But yeah, so oh they man. get they get stuck in traffic, see the other broom car go, realize something's not right. Yeah, and so, then she
0: finds his hat in the back of the in the back of the car. That's what it was. Car.
1: Okay, yep. And uh, it has Bruno sniff it. So now they're chasing the scent. Yep. And it that's ends. It, oh, of course, Bruno's the best. And it ends at a ship, and again with the with the like weird grotesque art style. This ship is just ridiculous.
0: So nonsense. But at this point, you've seen so much ridiculous. That it takes you a hot second to be like, wait a minute, that's not how ships work.
1: <laughs> so she rents a paddle boat for
0: she sure. Does for,
1: for twenty, 20 minutes,
0: minutes
1: and takes <laughs> off with <laughs> Bruno after the, the giant ship. Yeah. And then for some reason, at at some point, she has Bruno swimming out in front of the paddle boat, even though he started off in it with her, didn't he? In it, yeah. Okay, so I don't. I know mean, where... it
0: got stormy and stuff. Like she yeah, probably needed a little help. I suppose. But again, like she's been paddling her whole life, so right. she's got it.
1: Her legs with are short, short, but they leg. are strong. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah one
0: shorter than the other. With their big shoe.
1: But they end up following the boat to Belleville. And yep. when they get there, they kind of lose track of where he is. She ends up it's like under a bridge or something. And yeah. has one wheel of his bike.
0: I don't know that it's of his or one that she just found.
1: Oh, was it? Okay. Because she's I... like,
0: I think she's like sitting under the bridge. She's lit a fire because she's got nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what's going on. And she used to, um, she used to tighten all the, I don't know, bikes. Spokes. But she used to, she used to tighten all the spokes on the, on the tire, on the wheels by sound. Mm-hmm. Because she's, you know, she, we learn later, like she can also tune a piano, even if she can't play them. <laughs> um, But... So I, I think she's almost like, I think it's a piece of trash that she has found mm, okay. under the bridge, but it's sort of a comfort thing, right? Because it's like, all right? well, here's a bike tire, I guess. So I guess I'll just, I don't know what else I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to just and jam out on
1: his bike. Starts playing music on wheel. it and just randomly three old ladies appear from nowhere. And start singing to the to the tune that she's playing on the bike wheel, and it's the triplets mm-hmm. of Belleville. And that's the funny thing is it's, this movie is an hour and 20 minutes long. Yep. And we are halfway into the movie before the triplets show up.
0: Well, again. Because we can see them yeah. ever so briefly in the opening sequence, True. But yeah.
1: True. But if you're not paying attention at that opening, you don't realize yeah. at first. But they show up, they do right, a little song. Right, because you think
0: it's just like the movie opening. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: yeah. Exactly. So they do a little song. Uh, it's lovely.' It's a, it's a lovely mm-hmm. uh, rendition of the Belleville rendezvous and you know, they're singing and clapping and, and playing along. And then they just kind of take her and Bruno in and go back yeah, to I mean, wherever not, it is they're they're
0: they live. Not gonna leave her They're not gonna leave her out under, under the bridge.
1: True. and and then we get to probably my favorite part of the movie because it's just well. so bizarre. And it's so out there. <laughs> but it's so <laughs> interesting. Like
0: It's so good.
1: All these three women do is apparently watch old movies.
0: Yep. Uh, from their one bed.
1: From their one bed. The three of them sleep in the same bed in their little one-bedroom apartment. Uh, they eat nothing but frogs. And the way that they gather the frogs... <laughs> Is that one of them walks out with a net and an umbrella? Goes out
0: stool tied to her butt.
1: Yes, that that was brilliant. I, I love these that.
0: women. The old women in this film are endlessly. Um, uh, wow, word right out of my head. Um, but they like they'll figure things. They, resourceful is the yes. word. Uh, they are endlessly resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um. There is nothing they won't try. Like, so they're like, okay, well, I, 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 need to sit down, but I've already got a lot of stuff to carry. No problem. Just tie the stool, to your butt.
1: Mm-hmm. No problem. And, and she basically they're goes so out, grateful
0: about everything.
1: Oh, so happy! Goes out into the swamp, and then, and you're you're just not prepared for it. She sits you're not, down. She's
0: got a net, and you're like, oh, she's just gonna go catch something. Okay.
1: No, yeah, she's gonna catch it all right.
0: Perfectly reasonable. Now,
1: here was the thing. <laughs> is right as she's sitting down before she uh, reaches into her um, uh, waist and pulls out mm-hmm. uh, the grenade that she's yeah. going to use. There was yep. a frog. there are frogs <laughs> running away, and there was a frog that had like two arms missing.
0: And I thought, well, that was odd. Half an eye. And you're like.
1: Yeah. And I'm just like, with everything else I've seen in the movie to this point, it didn't seem out of place. I'm like, okay, that's whatever. It's weird frogs.
0: For me, at one point, because you've had up to this point, like since she got to Belleville, you've had a lot of commentary on like American culture. There's Mm -hmm. like a very fat uh, Statue of Liberty with a hamburger. Yes. Like you've had everyone is enormous. Mm -hmm. um, And. So like there there's part of me that the first time I saw that is, I was like oh is this like an environmental <laughs> comment you know what I mean like it's like toxic in there you know and so Something, like this yeah. frogs all messed up <laughs> like, no dog is no, just grenades
1: yeah and then she just tosses the grenade in and it explodes and she sticks the she's got the umbrella to shield herself and she just sticks the net out and catches a net full of frogs and that was when I was like there's okay so many now other
0: frogs. oh
1: yeah oh there's frogs everywhere. <laughs> And that was when I was like, okay, now I get why that frog was missing an eye and had one arm and, and all that.
0: Exactly. Like,
1: it's such a funny, funny moment. And then she just calmly walks back in. And that's what they had was like frogs, three different ways.
0: So and, poor Bruno gets <sighs> a frog that was still alive. And uh-huh. this poor dog has never been more afraid of anything in his life.
1: Yeah, no, his food was fighting back. And, and that so wasn't, uh, he wasn't prepared for that. No. Again, though, it's like it's this weird, grotesque uncomfortableness about it. Like there's the crunching sound as they're eating the frogs. And
0: And, like like, even Madame Sousa's like, "All right, (laughs) guess Um,
1: we're guess we're doing this."
0: And then so she like manages to finish that, and out come the skewers with the like more frogs charred ones. She's like, "All right," and then they're like just kind of grooving. While uh the one in the kitchen um pulls out dried tadpoles, which apparently pop
1: like popcorn. That cracked me up. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> and they're they're the triplets are just always in this gleeful mood too. Like they're yeah. just so happy. Which yeah. they're is they're just amazing.
0: You know, high, hydrated in their lane driving. <laughs> they're just doing it
1: they're just doing their thing and then like Madame sousa tries to do stuff around the house to help like help clean up and they're they keep like you do and and what i loved about this was this was another one of those scenes that in the moment is odd and it feels weird where they're like you know she tries to vacuum something and they're shushing her away from the vacuum and like petting the the vacuum and she tries to put something in the refrigerator and they're like no 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 and she's she's gently cleaning and gives it a little kiss and like all this kind of stuff. And you just think, okay, these are weird eccentric ladies, whatever, you know, they don't yeah. put anything in the refrigerator. Fine. They don't use the va- whatever the newspaper. They go to yep. bed and the next scene is a musical number where they're using all those items to play music. Yeah. And so it's the a- best
0: part is that when I saw this movie, like I saw this movie pretty close to when it was brand new. So I was an art student um, mm. and I, I took noise classes. Okay. One of my favorite professors is a noise artist. Oh, nice. So, this really spoke to me. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, no, I get it. Like, it was not weird at all to me. I was like, no, no, I get this. This I understand. Um, well,
1: the weird I part like... was the the weird part was like the way that they were acting prior to the music scene, and then the music scene oh, starts, yeah. and I'm like, okay, now I get why they were acting like that, and it's really cool because they have they have evolved over time to do um even more uh they're still doing music, they're still doing like this vaudeville style music stuff
0: yeah uh but it's a little it's free form, yeah it's a little more yeah it's a little more out there and jazzy so I time gets weird at this part um but I feel like Madame Souza has to have been there for a while because there's the sign outside of the club mm-hmm. that announces the triples of Belleville, and then there is a little sign pasted over that says an souza right um
1: yeah i, I I'm so not like, how sure long how long has much she time? been there long enough to get know. her own uh version her billing. Of her, her billing and and like add something to her uh, bike wheel that she's using yeah yeah. Um. But yeah, like that musical number is great. It's just it's it, it's strange. And I think in a I think in a movie with a more narrative driven style, it would feel really weird and out of place. But it yeah. works here because this movie isn't about the story that they're trying to tell you about. No, Madam Sousa and her grandson. Like it's it's largely irrelevant. Right. The, the events that are going on, it's more about just what's happening in the moment. Um mm-hmm. and they eventually find where Champion is being held captive. Uh she Because
0: the uh the mob shows up at the club mm-hmm. after uh, oh, yeah, that's the mob right. boss Bruno. had like the mob boss had like wiped down like the horse thing that we talked about um yeah. you know the mob boss like wiped down Champion with his little hanky. Um and so uh, poor Bruno's just trying to take a nap under the table and then, you know, he's like, wait a minute. So that maitre d' is one of my favorite characters, okay. like side characters in the entire movie. So, it's him and the pedal car guy.
1: Yeah, so so Bruno is my favorite thing in this movie. That maitre d' is my yes. second favorite thing in this movie. He is just fantastic. I Constantly. Know. Like, I don't... It, this movie is so odd, but it, it's yep. so much fun. Like, mm-hmm. for being this weird and kind of melancholy and it's not this upbeat, right? fun thing. Right? It's pretty thing. horrible.
0: Like, the mob has abducted these, like, because you have to, like, these are sort of the, the worst of the best, right? hmm These cyclists. So they're still really good. And the mob has abducted them to be their own personal racehorses. Yeah. Like it's awful.
1: It's terrible. Right up to the point where when one of them can't bike anymore because all they Mm -hmm. do is sit and bike constantly. And when one finally gets too tired and falls off of his bike in the middle of the race that they're doing with a room full of people, the guy that's running the odds just walks over and shoots him. He just kills the dude right there in front of everybody. And they don't they just leave him.
0: Well they minute. come pick him up. Well, eventually.
1: they just leave him for a minute yeah, yeah, yeah. and somebody else comes in and picks him up and they the other yeah. two are just yeah, kept the, going. The
0: the odds making guy just like scratches out number two <laughs> and then they're back to betting.
1: It's so oh, it's so bizarre, but it's like it, this isn't a a happy movie, nope. but yet it's also a lot of fun and it sort of has a fun, happy ending to it, because yeah. they have this goofy, weird chase through Belleville with like I don't even know how that works because this this apparatus that they're biking on with a projector on the front of it apparently yeah. has wheels underneath it that I didn't know about because she loosens a couple of bolts and it can just slowly inch its way out I of mean, the building.
0: My theory is that it's somehow running on the gears, but like also the boats. So let's not maybe think about it too hard. Right. Um. I do like the with the way that they've got the the projector works from behind. It's mm-hmm. almost like. You know, like once it starts taking off, it looks just like a ship. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean, with like a big sail. Yep. Um,
1: oh, and and that chase at the end is so much fun because you got all the mafia guys and their cars and and just all the random ways that they keep getting knocked out, including hitting the baby buggy.
0: Two horsepower. The baby buggy. So, I did a little I'm not a car guy. Right. But I did do I did do a little research. Um, so these are basically the French equivalent of the Volkswagen Beetle, right? Like it was the, the like light, was the car not everywhere. particularly powerful, but it's pretty cheap and everybody has one. And so, um, and it's literally called the two horsepower, like, yep. so it's not like, you're not expecting much of anything. And so nope. the fact that these things crumble, <laughs> um, I like that they did also kind of model this car chase, uh, after the one in bullet in San Francisco, a little bit, yeah, which so it says that it says that Belleville is based off of um, it's like New York, Montreal and Quebec City. Yeah. And now I've never been to Quebec City, but I don't think it's as hilly as San Francisco. No, probably. Like, not. I think they threw that in a little bit um, because that is my favorite one. I don't know if you've ever been driving in San Francisco, but. Um, That scene where the car just flips over backwards and just tumbles down the hill. Yeah, I have felt that. (laughs) (laughs) We were in, it was like one of those giant SUVs with three rows because there were a million of us and my dad was driving and we're going up that like steepest road in San Francisco and I'm Mm -hmm. like, we're going to die. (laughs) <laughs> there is. i am aware of how much this vehicle weighs and that <laughs> it is very unlikely but also it very much feels like we're just gonna flip yep. over i
1: i have never been to san francisco but i have felt that feeling in other places and so i know yeah. exactly what you mean it's rough. that whole chase at the end is just silly and fun and you got like cars that are peeling open like a like a book yep and they hit the, the one that hit the baby buggy is the one that made me laugh. Cause like it hits one, just barely misses this baby buggy and yeah. you see the baby in it. And then another one hits the side of it and the citron just explodes. Like it just crumples <laughs> into just nothing. Into great. It's so great. Oh. Meanwhile, the entire time, like the two guys are still biking nice and slow. And, and there's the triplets. Yep. And then eventually one she of the like triplets. hops on. She's
0: like, let's go. We're doing it.
1: And they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're using. Uh, they've got more grenades. They're—they're they're doing everything yeah. they can. Um, they when eventually they throw the hats. Yep. <laughs> it's just—it's uh, so silly. But
0: because as soon as you can't see, obviously your only option
1: is to, to just
0: veer wildly.
1: Yes, exactly. That's how driving works. Um, it's
0: very good.
1: Uh, the... It's, it's a weird, weird movie, but it is <laughs> it is absolutely worth seeing. It's worth watching. So last week, Red Line was a ridiculously simple plot of race. And uh-huh. like we talked about, and, and the three of us sort of equated it to, it's like wacky races, but an anime form after you've dropped a bunch of acid. Is basically what that movie was. So it was this super straightforward, very simple plot, outlandish visuals, and tons and tons and tons of dialogue. Right. This movie has virtually no plot. The story means almost nothing. And there is barely a word uttered the entire movie. Yeah. And both of them are fantastic and really worth watching. The, The pacing... It's it's interesting because you have Redline is this breakneck frenetic pace for an hour and 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And it feels like so much happens in that hour and 40 minutes. And then you have this movie, which moves at a snail's pace and takes yep. its time and hardly anything happens. And it's an hour and 20 minutes long and it doesn't feel short, but it also doesn't feel like it drags anywhere. Like the it's, No, no,
0: it's, it is what it needed to be.
1: Yeah, it's so just this I, I, this really interesting way to to see two very different forms of of good pacing in an animated film back to back. I kind of like that.
0: Did you see the post credit scene?
1: Yes. So that is my third favorite thing in this movie <laughs> is seeing that guy standing on the beach waiting for her. She takes
0: off. She takes off in the paddle boat. And like he's on the beach looking at his watch, and then it's like nighttime. Presumably many days, weeks, yes. months later, and he's still standing on the beach, looking at his watch.
1: <laughs> I love Bro, that. It's that gone. was that was such I like all of a his good hunky
0: pictures that are in oh, like, yeah. his little his little hut.
1: Oh, it, that that was like the the cherry on top. Was that moment that. at the end of the credits? I Completely
0: and forgotten about that part until I watched it this time, and I was like, "Oh,
1: that's right." Really you, if you're a fan of animation for the sake of animation, like you don't, you don't need to have a story. Because I know a lot of people that that I could show this movie to that wouldn't appreciate it because they're just sure. they're not going to get it. Because, and yeah. I don't mean that in like a hoity-toity, "Oh, you don't get it," uh, kind of way. I just mean like it's not going to it's not going to land with them because they're looking for a right. for w- act 1 act 2 act 3 tell me a story beginning middle and end and this really isn't that this is um and we yeah. barely talked about him at all the director for this uh uh Sylvain Chomet. I think mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that right I hope um mm-hmm. if if I'm not that's mispronouncing things is kind of my thing um he just is like telling he's he's making he's giving you feelings while you're watching this but it's it's really well done and I it makes me want to check out some of his other stuff. He doesn't have a ton, but he did one called The Illusionist in 2010,
0: which I've seen um I've seen and barely remember, which is not a great sign. Yeah. Um like I remember it being good. Like I, it wasn't bad, but it mm-hmm. wasn't I I think it's less weird and so I think I enjoyed it less, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't I should go back and watch it again because it's it's been a hot second and
1: And maybe um, that's why this will stick with me, because it's weird and because it's like it's like those you'll moments. think
0: about stuff, you'll be like, wait a minute.
1: Well, it's those moments like the crunching sound of the frogs or like these these long stretches where it's just weird noises happening and you're just like, Oh, what is this scene? What is happening here? But then it keeps going. Yeah. And yep. uh, And of course, uh, the weird characterizations, you've got little mouse guy, um, Mm -hmm. like literally just makes mouse noises. That's all he does. Um, And I loved his, uh, his ear protectors when he was getting shaved um, was, was great. Uh,
0: His picture at Holly food,
1: (laughs) Holly Holly food. And what was it? He was at like a Disneyland type place with a, with a big sucker that said sucker sucker on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That uh, may be why. I mean, and then for this movie to lose out to you know to Finding
1: Nemo, yeah, the, the mean, big
0: bad mouse.
1: <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely was not subtle. Um,
0: no, at
1: all. No, uh, was this movie no? Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm fine with that. Like I I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, yeah. You can tell this was somebody who spent some time working in probably American animation or North American animation somewhere. I think... So the
0: fun part is that, like, this movie, because like, he's French, and mm-hmm. it was made, like, largely in a French studio, but also in uh, Canada, and it was, like, four other places in the UK, and uh, Switzerland, maybe, was the other one? Could be. But it was, like, a whole bunch of, like, it was, like, an international production, which, I don't know, that seemed weird. Not and weird, it's, but different.
1: It's amazing hand animation too. And I did see yeah. an interview. Um, I watched one short it was a, a video talking about this movie, and they were showing clips of interviews with him, and you're seeing, you know, animators behind him um yeah. hand drawing all these frames. And there is some some computer art worked in it too, uh, some 3D stuff that they did, which looked really which great. I but like because
0: it it occurs a lot in Bruno's dreams. Yes. So it's like kind of cool that it's like, no, no, this is very different. This is a dream.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. You had that. And then there's like the one shot where, where uh, Madame Souza puts down the little mini Eiffel Tower that she's using as a spindle yes. for the, for the tire,
0: for the, tire,
1: for the wheel. Yeah. And it does like a 360 around that that you can tell. Yeah. Um, is definitely CG. But even that fits in with all this hand-drawn and it's this really just odd art style and I, I dig it. Like, I'd love... That's one of the reasons why I like animation so much is it can take risks and do things. You couldn't... Yep. Th- to do what they did in this movie in live action wouldn't work yeah. at all.
0: No. And that's what I like, right? Like, I like when you when you choose animation as your medium... Because this is my problem, right? So um they came out with season two of the Love Death Ro- Love Death and Robots, uh-huh. and so much of it is this hyper realistic animation, and it's like, okay, well, you could have just used people. Mm-hmm. Um So I I I like that this embraces that it's animation. Like the backgrounds get real sketchy.
1: Those like backgrounds, artistically though, sketchy. Whoever is the oh, they're gorgeous. The people that did the layout art for this mm-hmm. just kill it there's a shot when they reach Belleville this panoramic thing that starts up high and works itself all the way down I think it ends at the big fat Statue of Liberty with the hamburger and and that that is one of the most amazing background layout art pieces I've ever seen like it's just fantastic there's so many outstanding backgrounds and matte paintings or layouts or whatever whatever they would be called in this on top of this amazing animation that they're throwing over over top of it too and all these weird character designs and you know i use the term grotesque but that's not a negative no um in for this at all like when i watch animation i want to see Stuff like that. I want it to take risks. I want it to go. Yeah, I want it to go in different ways. That's why I loved. uh, You know, there's the jokes of like Phineas and Ferb. Well, how does Phineas put a shirt on with his giant triangle head? I don't care. It just looks cool. It's a cool look, and it's it's a silhouette that you know immediately. And like there's silhouettes, the character designs in this you can you could pick out. That's one of the mafia guys based on just seeing an outline of him. Or yeah. there's the Mater D where he's all bent over backwards. He looks like one of the <laughs> the wacky inflatable arm flinging. Wait,
0: that wacky waving inflatable arm flinging two men. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. That you uh-huh. you did that really well, by the way. Thank you. Almost too well. Um, but and you got Bruno who's on his spindly little legs and they're always his front legs are always shaking because they can barely hold up his his massive girth. Um, he's just a big fat dog, but he his face always looked the same. Yep. Like. I love that, and that's what I like about animation. That's what drew me to things like The Emperor's New Groove or uh, Don Bluth animation was the same way. where He he liked to take risks. He liked to do different stuff. Um, And I have nothing against Disney animation. There's a lot of Disney movies I really enjoy. Uh, There's a lot of Warner Brothers stuff I really enjoy. Uh, Pixar Pixar
0: is is always usually pretty out there.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, And, and what I liked was, you know, the artists at Pixar would take the limitations of what they had. And it's like, okay, well we can't do something photo real because it just doesn't look right. So we're going to super stylize it. And you start off with toys and ants and things like that. And eventually they got to the point of doing something with where humans were the main focus, but it was the Incredibles. And so they went a very stylized route with that. And that works, that works so much better than trying to do it photo real. Yeah. And this is a kind of movie where, I mean, Madame Souza is is just an amazing looking character and is so burned already after one viewing, kind of burned into like, I, if I ever see that, I know exactly who that is. I know yep. who the triplets are. They have no names. The triplets don't have names yeah, that we Yeah, you never learn their names. We never learned. Like the, the only name we really learn is Bruno. Yep. I mean, you see the name Souza, but the triplets are always just the triplets. But yep. they're three, all three of them- have a unique look. Yeah. But they're also the same. <laughs> yeah. And they, they never say, yeah. a, they hardly ever say a word. And it's just, uh, I love stuff like this. This is so much fun. I'm, I'm really glad you brought this to me because I've had it for a while, but much like Amelie, it it was a movie that I had a feeling I would like, but I didn't know how much I would like it. And I just never took the time to watch it. And I've, sure. I'm finding that with some of these movies that I haven't seen where it's like, if I just take the time to watch the damn thing instead of going back to something I've seen before, I could yeah. expand my horizons and find something new. And now I've got, you know, potentially some other stuff from the same director to check out or yep. just other forms of, you know, stepping outside of the the Disney Pixar animation and, and checking out something different. Um, yeah. And I really, really dug it. This was a ton of fun. This is mm-hmm. so cool. Um, and so freaking bizarre. And... <laughs> If I never see somebody eating a frog again, I'll be happy, <laughs> or whatever that gray slop with fish heads in it was. I don't. Uh, that was that was worse than the frogs. That and was frogs way worse than
0: the frogs. Because at least the frogs were frogs. Yeah. And you're like, yes, yeah, so that's the thing that people eat.
1: <laughs> but I mean, this... not
0: like that. But
1: no, 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 no. Not whole. You don't eat frogs no. like that with the eyes still on them. No. Yeah. No. Gross. Um. Yeah. I just. Oh. I, I want to watch it again and it's short it's only an hour and 20 minutes so it's one of yep. those where you can you can just enjoy for what it is which is some bizarre weird animation with sort of a story in there but there's also like a lot of stuff to there's a lot of things that you can unpack if you watch it again and you can kind of pick out and interpret yep. in your own way too which is really cool yeah so yeah i uh, I dug this uh, a lot so thank you for for making you me watch this you hey get down so yeah, uh the triplets of Belleville, if you haven't seen it, I mean you could say, Oh, you spoiled the movie. There's nothing to spoil. It's there's no. there's no, no there isn't really a plot. Just enjoy it. And and it's like, like, like
0: legitimately the only thing that you would be like kind of surprised about is when they shoot the guy, but even then.
1: Yes, but you've already, point, you've already you've already seen somebody sure use uh, go fishing with a grenade by that point. Yeah. So you know. But oh overall, like this is Absolutely worth watching. I will totally get it if somebody watches this and comes back to me and says, that movie was awful. I didn't get it. It was stupid. It was just weird for weird sake. Fine. Okay. I, I understand that. Not all films are meant to be liked by everybody, but I really think right. that if you just enjoy interesting animation, this is worth watching. I, I think yeah. it's really worth watching. And for me, it feels much like Redline last week, a movie that is underseen. Yeah, and, and more people should take a chance on it. Because Redline is fantastic. And, and just like this, I want to watch it again. So it's, it's, kindle, it's rekindling my love for animated stuff these last couple Good. of weeks. Um, between that and then on SideQuest doing some drawing stuff a few weeks ago and just enjoying that whole process. Like, it's just, I love it. And I love seeing the weird minds of artists because animation people are <laughs> weird people.
0: Oh, yeah. Straight. You have to be. You have to be if you're going to sit and draw the same thing thousands yeah. upon thousands of times. Like, yes, you have to be a broken human to do that. <laughs> right.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Redline, we talked about last week, was 100,000 hand-drawn animations. Yeah. You know, cells. Yeah, like, 100,000. You aren't normal to do that.
0: Yeah.
1: No. And this might not have been 100,000 hand-drawn cells, but it's still a lot. And it's weird. Yep. And I love Bruno mm-hmm. and... Bruno is Bruno's <laughs> the best. Just mm-hmm. feed him. Feed Bruno. Bruno. But don't give him whatever that candy parables. was. Yeah. yeah. Get him stuck and use him like a tire. That was weird. I didn't care for that so much. But <laughs> but this is, a, this is a super fun movie. You should definitely watch it. And thank you. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. You're
0: very welcome.
1: Um, now, next week, uh, I believe I am watching another movie for the first time. So that will make three in a row. Um Uh, The Book of Eli, and it's Denzel Washington. I love Denzel Washington, so I'm excited to watch this. I hear good things about it, but I've never seen it. So uh, I'm going to be doing that with Austin Rood, um, and Nisbet will be coming back. And Austin, uh, I'm excited because I have had his father, Phil, on, and I have talked with Austin, but it'll be interesting to have a conversation with him about a movie Um, because they do the, the picture show. Uh, so that'll be kind of cool. You know Austin.
0: I know Austin. Austin's great. Austin so, makes me feel old once a week because yeah. he'll do things like, like Paul Newman. Oh yeah, from Cars. Cool. Cool.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks
0: Austin. No, I'm Appreciate
1: I'm it. I'm preparing myself for like none yeah, of my references to land. Yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so that's coming up next week though. Um, now you just had something uh you did last week for you do a podcast called Ake willow i do, I do. and it is a storytelling podcast it is cozy horror and it's weird, it honestly. is very weird
0: it is <laughs> get weird
1: but you had uh, a live um stream of uh of sort of a interseason chapter sort of a standalone yeah,
0: special episode yeah
1: so that was um, that was like- last week right
0: That was last week, so that will go up on the podcast feed, uh, God's willing, the day after this episode comes out. Um, But all of our previous stuff is uh, out there on the feed. Um, There's three seasons, two other specials. Um, There's a Christmas special, and there is a pandemic special, which we struggled really hard to figure out if that was a thing we should even do but i think it turned out really well um and now this new special gets real weird um, it does and I, uh, I watched it and it was it was a ton of yeah, fun yeah it gets weird um so definitely the specials are all freestanding standalone fully self-contained stories um and then each season is its own story um but yeah, and then season four will be starting up hopefully end of this month. If not, uh, it'll be the very beginning of next month. Excellent. Um, that's A-C-H-E-W-I-L-L-O-W.
1: Yep. And uh, honestly, if you like um, story-based podcasts at all or just listening to a story, it's really, really fun. It's a cool, weird, uh, cozy horror is a perfect way to put yeah. it because it is definitely a horror story. Weird stuff so happens, but it, it's... it's
0: it came about because J F is a horror a horror novelist and my best friend and I don't do horror, so he wrote something especially for me. And that's that's where Ake Willow came from. So yeah. yeah and, cozy horror.
1: And it's great. It's it's super fun. So I definitely recommend it. Um and the the live special was great too. That was that was a ton of fun. It just made me want uh want cookies a lot. Yeah. Um so yeah, Ache Willow, definitely check that out. And Amy, thank you for coming on this week well, and uh, uh, chatting happy. with me. Now you're going to be back in a few weeks yeah. um, because I mentioned, uh, I mentioned that we have um, the book of Eli next week, but we're getting close to August, everybody. And if you are a fan of the show or have been listening, you know, that August is cage Palooza. So at some point during cage Palooza, Amy is coming back because uh, she's making me watch matchstick men. Somehow I've never seen that movie and I need to fix that. So that's going to be one of our Cage, of Palooza 2021. Uh, I'm watching Matchstick Men. You're coming back for that. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be great. It's Nick, Nick Cage directed by Ridley Scott. What's not to love? Exactly. And all I know about I it is he's a grifter. It. I
0: haven't watched it in a long time, <laughs> but I remember liking it. That's I th- all I remember.
1: He's in it. Sam Rockwell is in it, I think. Yep. Uh, he's think a con so. man of some kind. And there's a scene where he yells at somebody about taking him out into the street and beating him till they piss blood. Uh, That's all I remember. That's all I know. There you go. So that's
0: all you need to know.
1: Right. There's a cage freakout. That's what I want. So let me get that. (laughs) So that's coming up in a few weeks, too. So uh, if you enjoy Amy's voice, you're going to hear it again soon. Um, And, you know, if you enjoy your voice, go listen to Ake Willow. Trust me. You'll like it. Uh, So (laughs) until next week... Now, I do record the show live on Sundays, um, 8 p.m. Eastern time at twitch.tv slash Travis. And then I put the show out on Wednesdays uh, in the feed. Uh, you can get that anywhere where you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, I believe. I have to check that. I'm not sure. Oh. But uh, the easiest way is to go to tvstravis.com. There's a button for subscribe, and you can put it into whatever podcatcher you want. And uh, that's also where you can... Um, You can find my Twitter feed, uh, which is at TV's Travis. That's probably where I'm most active um, in terms of social media. So if you want to know what's going on with me, you can check that out there. Um, And uh, yeah, we've got some fun stuff coming up. I'm still going to be doing Brazil. Uh, They just had to push it a couple of weeks. Um, And uh, I've got another one down down the line that I'm working on finding the right movie for. So... Uh, we've got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, Cage of Palooza is going to be a blast this year. I've got, I know I'm watching Matchstick Men and I know I'm watching Trapped in Paradise and I can't wait for Trapped in Paradise either because you got Nick Cage and Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. It just keeps getting better the more I hear about it. And I've I've never seen that movie. So, <laughs> so it's a ton of fun. Amy, thank you once again for coming on this thank week. You. And uh, everybody until next week and uh, the book of Eli, enjoy your movies and be excellent to each other. This has been Wait You Haven't Seen.